with Mr. Mark Banks, who's one of the most recognized and respected comedians of his time. He'll tell you otherwise, and I'll try to detract him as much as possible. Of course, he's celebrating his 60-year madness on ice, for goodness sakes. What does that mean, Mark? The show is called Mark Banks on Ice. Mm. Um, it was originally called A Nice Show. We were going to call it Mark Banks, A Nice was Show. That, was that your idea? Yeah. And, <laughs> and then when the posters came back, they printed it at An Ice Show. So we'd spent so much on the posters that we couldn't have it rectified. So instead of it being a nice show, we had to go with an an ice show. Please excuse and then, my manners, Maka. How are you? <laughs> very well, thank you. How are you? I am fantastic. I'm fantastic. So yeah, yes. Twenty five years in comedy, and I've just hugged the the woman who climbed Mount Everest. Mm. I couldn't believe that that, that I'd be doing that. Mm. And and what incre- isn't that incredible? And her mother with her. Wasn't yes, that wonderful? Yes, it's, it's Old mum was there with her. <laughs> as <laughs> proud. As proud as punch. I'm sure your head is in the clouds. <laughs> Absolutely. But I couldn't climb Everest. I couldn't go to the top of Everest. Mm. But what no. inspires you? Because I've watched you on TV. I've it's got no this. atmosphere. <laughs> Seriously. No, it hasn't. I was looking yes. at the venues around Santon tonight, and I thought uh, the last place I want to go mm. is to the top of Mount Ever- Everest. Mm. It's got no atmosphere. <laughs> the altitude, of course. I know you're speaking about a double entendre and the many things and tools that you have in your, in your, in your, in your armory when it comes to comedy. But who's Mark? Uh, outside of comedy and I asked what you're interested in because I've seen you in comedies I've seen you and I've mentioned that you're the cornerstone of South African cornerstone and political satire yes I've done my research Mark yes yes thank you so who are you outside of the research and the mainstream I'm not me Um, I'm not funny I'm not a joke a minute Um, most comedians are not I'm not really funny Mm. Um, in in real life, I'm actually quite boring. I beg to differ. And when I, I the worst thing, and any comedian will, will tell you this, is when when you, it's it's a conversation killer when you tell mm. people that you are a comedian. Can you it's like saying to people, you know, I drive an oil tanker, or, <laughs> or um, I am a brain surgeon. I I I, I do organ transplants. People, mm. you know, oh really? Um, you know, yes. No, this cooler box has got donor organs in it, and I will. <laughs> Remove your organs. Is the immediate reaction, tell us a joke? How do you usually Always. respond to it? Bugger off. Or they're waiting for it. Or they tell the, the, the other thing is they tell you jokes, mm. uh, which you have to smile and grin and bear it because that's, that's part of the territory. Sometimes you hear some wonderful, wonderful jokes. Oh, yes. And I, I take them. <laughs> if it's something current and it's very funny, I take it. Okay. And people say, you're so, you're so quick, Mark. How did you come up with that? And I said, I just thought of it on the plane. But sometimes somebody told me that on the plane. But nine times out of ten, it's a very bad joke. <laughs> Which might, people tell jokes when conversation has mm. stopped. If mm. there's no more conversation, people start telling jokes. What do you think about um, the, 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 the polite conversations? Just uh, oh, how's the weather type of things? I honestly prefer silence. What do you think I about small silence. talk? Small talk. I, I live for silence. Why are we so uncomfortable with not speaking? Using small talk to fill the gaps in our mundanity of life, maybe that's it. I don't know. It is. It's. Uh, it's a security measure. People feel they have to talk, so they hear noise in their ears. So they f- they feel they're sort of fulfilling something by making a noise or just doing the small talk. Yeah. I was flying out of Cape Town the other day on an aeroplane. And the, the lady next to me on the plane, you know, they always do. She felt the, compelled the to say something and all the rest. And if people do get too chatty, I say I. I would love to talk, but I, I can't. I can't really speak at the moment. And they say, "Oh, sorry." And um, <laughs> I don't want to. Do and then they leave that. 
yes. But the woman the other day, we, oh we were on, on, the, on, the, on the plane and it was pulling out of the, the, the rank in, mm. in Cape Town Airport. <laughs> the woman next to me, she said, um, are you going to Joburg? I mean, how you can't respond to that when you're in an aeroplane going to Joburg and someone asks you, are you going to Joburg? Um, and I thought there's a lot of material here, but I thought, no. Mm, so, mm. yes, I'm, I'm going to. How do you live? And I just went, oh, yeah. I think it's such a horrible thing, but at the same time, I'm going to try it. I promise you I'm going to try it. Tell people you're a computer programmer with Danell, the ammunitions company, and wow. it's classified. You can't give them any. You can't tell them anything. So the political satire and, and commonplace poke at Rich and the Famous, is that your model? How how difficult is a one-man show? It's fairly difficult now because there are so many comedians that you actually need a directory to look at who's on. Mm. Uh, you need, uh, I think they need to take Robert's Birds of South Africa, the big book where if you see a bird and you can it. page through, and they should bring out one of those for comedians where mm. you can work out who is on. I think officially there's an, about... 400 and something comedians now in South mm. Africa working wow. and and um, on the circuit, which is fantastic. It's the, it's the fastest growing industry mm. in South Africa after Niopi. Uh, Niopi why do why do South smuggling. Africans think they <laughs> Niopi sales <laughs> and plasma screen TV grinding? Um, Comedy's oh, the third fastest. You're growing. doing exactly what you do on a shock appeal. And I've always maintained that South Africans are not conservative. And the idea of British conservatism is not really our, our own trade. Would you say that's true? Yes, that is true. Mm. I think so. But we are, we are laughing more now than we've ever laughed in the history of South Africa. All how, people. How much do we need comedy right now? A lot. A lot. Um, and of course, comedy is a, is a is a weapon of mass destruction. Mm. Um, you know, if somebody gets up on stage to tell more lies at a political rally, and the entire audience are shrieking with laughter, they wouldn't stay there for very long. Mm. Rather than booing and heckling and throwing chairs, mm. um, which was very in last year, throwing plastic chairs that mm. should have been an event mm. for at, at political rallies for chair throwing. How do you how do you manage to to make such you know it's serious things our politic corruption it affects people's lives for goodness sakes we we should be bawling and crying but we're yes. doing that but in a humorous aspect yes how do you manage to touch on such sensitive issues without having people storming out calling you names because it's a complex it's, it's a it's an intricate thing between entertaining and offending yes, the fine line which these days you've got to be so careful. Um, on areas of religion, color, age, sex, sexuality, um, just everything, mm. and diet, mm. um, area they live, uh, creed, mm. race, mm. religion. Soon they will come mm. a, a day where you won't be able to say who committed the murder. Yeah. They'll just say somebody was murdered mm. and somebody came in and murdered them <laughs> and you there no, no descriptors <laughs> you won't be able to say um anything so it's a very very delicate it's mm. a very delicate fine line of, yeah. of where you can and can't go so w i don't want to go on stage and be confrontational mm. and mm. rattle cage doors and have everyone sitting quaking and trembling thinking oh, mm. oh my goodness gracious me we're all gonna die because mm. we've got to you've got to keep the audience laughing yeah definitely uh, at the same time you've got to make them laugh before they realize what you said yes. and why they're laughing yes um because it's all inherent fear that we have from the minute we we wake up yeah we live on the edge of 
mm. of a precipice of yeah. fear and terror of yeah we've been always that's what i say about south africans profoundly everything. because we have always been expected to cut slit each other's throats burn each other and absolutely destroy the whole uh, country but that was just this morning <laughs> that was this morning and that was but, that was before we left for work. But we always manage to go beyond the expectations of the international community and uh, our, m- multiple times. I mean, um, when Nelson Mandela was working out, for example, in 1994 on the field, we still had the, Afri- the, 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 old, uh, the old apartheid flags, but it was one of the most beautiful moments yes. to this day. And yes. um, that's the resilience of South African comedy. But what I, I watched about um, international comedians of the world, they deal specifically with taking offense. And I think Ricky Gervais is one of the best people when it comes to understanding the fact that you cannot take offense for someone, for example. And um, when it goes as far as this Brazi- the Brazilian comedians, they go as far as making dis- disabled jokes. I completely shut down initially. And I was like, oh my gosh, you can't say that. And then he went, he carried on. And then he said, I know some of you are keeping quiet right now because of the joke I said about the disabled person. But I've got a friend who came up to me and said that by excluding people who are physically challenged, you are in fact perpetuating the stereotypes because they also want to be included. And he appreciated the fact that he treated him like a normal person. Yes, and that they had been encompassed and were made part of the mm. basket of everyday life. Mm. Yes, it's, it seems very strange to be able to laugh at situations where you think, well, we, there's no way we can laugh at that. But I think that is the secret of, of, of comedy, mm. is finding a way of making people laugh at it and people saying, oh my goodness gracious me, I can't believe that we laughed Mm. At that, and of course, by laughing, it is a catharsis. It is a way of working through mm. a problem and seeing the other side mm. um, of how things are. Because everything has a funny side, as ridiculous as as what it is, mm. it does. Have. They say that comedy, the, the secret formula, which I can reveal now because it's past ten o'clock, <laughs> and we are broadcasting. This doesn't go. Is this national? It's international. International. Yes. <laughs> It's streaming in Toronto? Yep, everywhere. The people in... UK, Bangladesh, Oh, my goodness. (laughs) People in in Tasmania. Really? Even in Australia. Oh, my goodness. And and we've got the Mazibukos. You remember we used to have only the Johnsons and the Wilsons. Now the Mazibukos and also the Mazibukos. And what other surname? It just escaped me now. But generally, they're also going to Australia. It used to just be the Fandamarvas. Now we've got the Mazibukos. the Mazibukos going as well? Australia. Oh, I thought it was an area in Australia called Mazibuko. Because um, they've got a they they have a sitcom in Australia. We've just been oh, in Australia, really, and they've got one on South Africa. Do they like us there? No, <laughs> um, but we've th- they've got one called um, Is It a Dingo? Oh, which is about where they mine f- for dingoes <laughs> at Horizon Deep, and they go down in. No, I'm that sounds rubbish. interesting. So the Mazabucos are in Australia. Yes, the Mazabucos. We've also uh, got the Lambos who are moving. It's actually quite interesting because uh, I've never ever thought as a black young South African that I'd ever think about going to England and freezing my butt off but there are genuinely a lot of young uh, South Africans who are considering it and um, I just want to know from you South Africans have been globally recycled anywhere in the world where you go anywhere you can go anywhere on the planet you can go to the the outer reaches of Mongolia and there'll be 15 or 16 people I guarantee you within one mile there will be South Africans it's like two or three we're a bit like the blank tiles in Scrabble 
Um, we just pop up wherever there's a cluster of people, there will be South Africans. Isn't there a sense of relief when you see South Africans or is it like, oh, not again? Because you mentioned that one of your interests is traveling. Yes. Um, I do travel far too much, um, <laughs> which is uh, which is slowing down now. I, mm. I don't travel as, as much as I, I used to and certainly um, traveling more now because as mm. South Africa has been... South Africa has been globally recycled. You can go anywhere in the world mm. and you will get a South African audience. Or get a bottle but of Mrs. Bowles or, Ch- or some Biltong. I think it's cheaper. I think Mrs. Bowles Chutney is cheaper in Tesco's in Great Britain than it is here. Um, I think it's cheaper there. And they've got different chakalaka flavors that you can't get in this country. It's crazy. Amazing. We, so we are exporting our culture. I think it's made in Dubai, actually. I wow. think it's a byproduct of Mnet um, and the offshore um, companies that have gone to the Middle East. I think they've... I'm just trying to keep a straight face They here. smuggled <laughs> their scripts out in Mrs. Mrs. Ball's chutney bottles. And it's supposed to be a state secret. It's, yeah, it's great oh, for smuggling that's, things. That's true. Bottles of chutney. Absolute treason. You're amazed what you can get into a bottle of chutney. So, Mark, what would you say... That, so, the traveling part, I think, is quite key. Um, maybe that's how you've managed to stay so relevant. As you mentioned, there's over 400 comedians. You managed to pack out a lot of uh, events... How is the state of comedy in South Africa? How have you managed to stay It's relevant? never been as big as what it is now. Mm. Um, it is huge. Uh, the people who are doing comedy now, at the, the age parameters, of, they've got younger. Mm-hmm. Average age of a comedian used to be 45 plus. Wow. The average age now is um, 20 plus. What? I went to a showcase they, they did the other day, uh, Savannah's uh, mm-hmm. Comics Choice. Mm-hmm. They had the Newcomers Showcase the other day at the Soweto Theatre. They had 32 comedians on the lineup, and those were the 32 that were chosen mm-hmm. out of a possible 200 people who tried for a uh, place of uh, newcomer. Mm-hmm. And they were fantastic. It was, really? Yep. Yeah, Absolutely fantastic. And they ranged in age from, I would say, 18 to about mm-hmm. 24, 25. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them obviously were much older because they're newcomers, so they've just started in comedy. But mm. a fresh face, a younger face, okay. um, and diverse from mm. everywhere around the country. All what, colors, all creeds. What would you say has made it? Has it made? Has would you? Because we know digital people creating their own, own yep. content. Is it more difficult or easier now? Was it difficult? Because if you if you remember the traditional route uh, of every South African comedian, they talk about uh, Trench Town, they talk about Lower Obs in Cape Town, yes, and performing at uh, the I forgot what that red place is, uh, Armchair. Yes, the Armchair. Uh, the armchair. So that was the typical journey of a South African comedian. Has that changed? Was it easier That's then? That's changed. Mm. They now do it in venues. They now do it in the school playground. They do it in a venue nearby, in a restaurant, in a tavern, in a school hall. And they're fearless. They would, they'll hire a hall and put on their own shows, do their own stand-up, take their own audience with them, their own little um, armada that they have of friends, 12, 15 friends that will mm-hmm. go. That's a big enough audience to do yeah. stand-up comedy too. Yeah. Um, and, of course, technology that we have now, social media, you can watch yeah. any comedy show that's been anywhere in the world the previous night. You can watch it the next day in the school playground. Uh, within minutes of mm. comedy being performed anywhere in the world, it's instant access. You don't have to wait for for the, the DVD mm-hmm. or the CD. So, the, so having that access and point of reference. Kids are now the, the sort of absolute authorities on, on which joke is from where, who said what. Wow. Comedians who stand up and do stuff now, they say, oh, no, that's from such and such a show. That's from um, the, the Tonight Show. That's was wow. from... Yep. 
So the, the, the reference points are there. You have to be actually creative. Yeah. And of course, lots of comedy now is done in Vanek, mm. um, which mm. is fantastic. People mm. have a point of reference. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't stand up and talk about, you know, mm-hmm. uh, speak in Vanek about yeah. what's happening in Shoshonguvi. And mm, no. So we, among the numerous uh, side-splitting performances you've staged, the first one-man show, Stars of South Africa, received critical reviews as well as the utterly memorable We're Not On Top, We're Inside. Oh, my goodness. And of course, there's the Galulis. Uh, you won an award at the Galulis Farm Dog Show. Oh, no, that's rubbish. That's <laughs> absolute rubbish. I gate-crashed it and I stole a trophy from the from the prize-giving. How important are awards? Because um, there's there's one aspect of awards or being acknowledged by your peers. How Which one is more important? I think being acknowledged by your peers is very comforting. Um, I think awards... Oh, I don't know. Mm. It's, you know. When everybody's lumped together in the in the same basket, well, only one person's going to win, so that means the others are losers. Mm. I think to be acknowledged is is very, and I think to be by being acknowledged, I think you're being encouraged. Um, I think awards do encourage people to. You, you know, it mm-hmm. is it, it is a a, a sort of a, a mark to aim for, but uh, I think awards generally. You know, it's like when, when they have the Academy Awards, and there's like five or six people mm-hmm. up for. Yeah, you know, best actor, and one is an eight-year-old who plays the poltergeist in a grandfather clock that falls down a staircase and ends in a lift shaft being shot at by Gene Hackman, or somebody playing Freddie Mercury compared to somebody playing. Hmm. The, or, or, or Sylvester Stallone not winning a, uh, an, uh, an award. I think he's one of the best actors in the world. But anyway, that's uh, up to up for contention. <laughs> I thought we were getting on so well up until this moment. Now, ten twenty three. My apologies. My apologies. Ten twenty three. Base camp said oh. more oxygen. Um, <laughs> I saw him the other day in Santon. I believe. No, that was Arnold. Was Arnold, my other hero and absent father replacement. Arnold <laughs> Apparently, he got attacked. He got a fly kick in the back. He got a fly kick in the back. Yes. Oh <laughs> my god! But fantastic. He's, he's <laughs> Who was it? Was it somebody from the station? Who did it? Hey, I didn't see. You didn't see that coming, did you? You see, only in South Africa would that happen. Uh, only in South Africa. The thing is, he was so gracious about it, and he was like, "I wasn't uh, expecting that anywhere in the world." <laughs> In the world, hey, uh, but yeah, what, what happened to him? He was what he was waiting at. So he hosts this competition that encourages sports activities and health, and um, it's called the Arnold uh, Arnold Classic, and it's I think it's a great competition. So while he was watching the skipping, etc., this individual just came and fly kicked in the in the back, and he barely moved. Fantastic. Budged. And what I loved about his response, he was, if you lo- want anything to talk about, we've already got enough bad news in this country. Yes. The cameras are in. And he was, he completely twisted it and it was an absolute magical. And he said, no, if you want to give attention. And there was a young boy who was sitting in a wheelchair and uh, he was an archer. And I thought that was just a fantastic reaction from him. But um, tell us more about your your one-man ice show. I'm doing it well. It's called Mark Banks on Ice. I thought on ice is a celebration of um, my years and years and years and years and years of doing stand-up comedy and loving it. I've only ever done a show if I felt I could do a show. I've, I've always said if I'm not if I'm not up to doing it, I'm not in the mood. Or the elements aren't right. I heard John Blismus going on the other day about mm. his show. Mm. Um, he always lets us into the emotional side of things. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> really? Is he still doing all that? Yes. That's why I think I, I, I've connected with him. Because 
Yes, I thought you would. I thought I thought there was a job. I could feel the John Blizzard's connection when I came in. I thought, yeah, he's he's got. No, his show has been an absolute triumph at the end. Yes, um, which is on at the moment. Is in the. I, I follow him into the theatre. Yes, he's in the studio theatre upstairs. He, it's, he did a show about the death of his father. Mm. I thought, well, that's that's going to be a crowd pleaser. That's mm. going to bring the house down, isn't it? You know, your father dying for. Mm. But it's fantastic. He's done a fantastic yeah. job. And mm. it's not stand-up comedy talking about, mm. you know, black people say this, mm. white people say that, coloured people say this, mm. and none of that. It's mm. just about very, very personal How do you maintain that dynamism? Is it being I able... I don't know. Mm. I don't know how he does it. Um, but it's incredible, the, yeah. the way he's done it. You've seen the show. Yeah, no, I haven't um, yet. I haven't it yet. finishes this... This Sunday. But enough of his show. <laughs> yes. um, in the same venue, my show, I decided to call Mark Banks on Ice um, because it's, I'm celebrating over 30 years of stand-up comedy. Mm-hmm. It's, I, I turned 60 this year, which I didn't think I'd do. I thought I'd be, I'd be gone at 37. Um, when I was 25, I thought if I get to 37, <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be happy. And um, I'm now 60. Mm. And I don't feel any different to when I was 19. You talked really about the don't. catharsis of comedy. Maybe that's where I love that. Did word, I say catharsis? You, you use that I don't word. know what it means. I just throw it, it, words in now and then it, because it's I sound that, intelligent. It's mentioned that a lot of uh, stand-ups are actually... Quite I think Eusebius <laughs> might use that word. <laughs> Jesus. Hey? Yes, yes, definitely. That's one of his words. One you, of Eusebius his, would I use. That's one of his words. Would use catharsis? I've been spending time with him. <laughs> no, I've never met him. I've never met Eusebius. <laughs> never, ever, ever. Would you like to meet him? Yes. Okay, Eusebius. There's no one I don't want to meet. You have a fan and um just more details um the tickets uh, can be booked on compute ticket as well just more on the dates when does it end we start this coming wednesday the the 5th of june can you believe we're into the we're into six months Jan- january february march april may june we're into the sixth month of, of this year i thought it was january the 7th <laughs> the other day it's, it's it's pretty much done yeah um, and I look at every th- I look at present day life in South Africa mm. and the people, the events from my life, which I thought were funny. Uh, my my comedy comes from listening to people's conversations mm. and what people talk about. So there is a point of reference. I sometimes do things and people think, well, what's that about? We don't really know what that means. So I do listen to what people talk about, the newspapers um, mm. and what people are twittering and tweeting and the social media which has just taken over the world. Yeah. I mean, oh. Take us, take us 25 years back. You know, there's so much clutter. 25 years back, where are you? What are you thinking exactly right now? 25 years back. What was I thinking 25 mm. years what ago? What were you doing? What were you thinking? If I can. If I I'm was gonna... thinking I'm going to um, 25 years ago, I was thinking, I wonder what I'm going to do in this show now <laughs> so that would be 1994 mm. uh, wow important time 1994 mm. um oh my goodness gracious me what's going to happen now um you know there's a horrifying time the the, the mm. we come up mm. national mm. party regime mm. the, the dying death throes of apartheid um, leon schuster <laughs> yeah all, all of that. Yes. yes. Uh, which how, which way is it going to go? What's going to happen next? That's the wonderful thing about South Africa is we do mm. not know which what's going to happen next. And just when everything's in place and just when that and that and that's going to happen. Nope. Somebody leaps out and just mm. back kicks Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> who falls through the, 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 mm. the, the glass railing yeah. of the shopping center and crashes down into a busload of nuns who r- roll over on a golf course and turn it into... Now, 
now, Mark. That's not what happened. Inter- no, it's not what but happened. But of course, we know uh, with um, there's a, we know bad news travels way faster than good news. And you've been one of the best ambassadors for our country through the comedy that you spread around. A lot of people have taken um, offense to Trevor Noah's style of comedy, where he's painted. It's it's a tough time. Maybe it's, uh, Trevor Noah is just a victim of circumstance. It's usually something that would have flown a previous time. But a lot of South Africans are taking exception to how he's painting Julius Malema as a tyrant and also the land expropriation and maybe we need to reflect and say guys it it, it is that bad and uh, what are the perceptions out there as someone who's been a great ambassador of the country you've told the good the bad um, in your own way yes and what is the perception the perception is people you'll be amazed how much people know about South Africa we were in Australia a few weeks ago and I thought we'd be getting a primarily South African audience coming to see us which you did we got a lot of South Africans mm-hmm. coming Sappers. to see us but we got a lot of Australians who come see South African comedy because mm. of people like Trevor Noah. I mean, Trevor Noah just kicked the ball right out of, of the course. out of the ballpark. Mm. I mean, he put, put us on the on an international yeah. stage and go anywhere. With all due respect, say, with the kinds of view, I mean, there South was, Africa um, and oh yes, no, um, and they were great. They were um, very in tune with South Africa. What our problems are? No country in the world. There's not a country in the world that doesn't have. Um, its own problems and mm-hmm. its own oh I don't know issues uh, issues Brexit and you can't live there you can't live there and yeah. if you live on that side you mustn't go to that side and we don't like those people with mm. those noses and those mm. it's the same all over the world it's um, it's the same stencil almost yeah yeah um, and South Africa has particular attention because we lead the world in so many ways we really really do and mm. what we've done what we've achieved we're 25 years as a democracy mm. um so we're still floundering and we're still getting it right and we've still got to get new locks on the doors and we're still <laughs> got to get new sort of security measures because yeah. the old guard has and still new atms keys, as well new atms that's even a political party there's a political party called the atm party beep, 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 Can you beep, beep, beep. hey and that's at the atm voting beep <laughs> Discovery, your is is now, is now starting a bank, so yeah. you can have an ATM at your bedside to see mm. if you've got enough money to have whatever it is that you need um, doing. We're constantly reinventing ourselves mm. and getting up and running with it, and we're not scared of anything. We're and and if fearless. there are any young, uh, maybe burgeoning um, comedians out there, what's your advice to them? Get out and do it. Stand up and do it. Doesn't matter where you do it. Perform it, um, and eventually the, the people you perform it to will get so sick and tired of seeing you do it. They'll take you to a comedy club, go to your nearest comedy club, wherever it may be, a school hall. Um, in Johannesburg, there's Parkers, Cape Town. There's the uh, Cape Town Comedy Club in the mm. waterfront. In Durban, there's on fi- wherever you go, mm. there's a if there's a venue that can seat more than five people. Stand up and do your act there. Don't be scared to stand up and do it, no matter what it is about or mm. or how you feel if you think you're funny if you think you're funny yep. then you'll be funny if you want to be funny you can let's talk about um the attributes a lot of people say you need a face for comedy certain people you look at it and you're like <clears throat> before they've even laughed but certain people are like what yes. are they going to say and yes. i'm sure there are comedians who have been on the other side where it hasn't been so easy but they know how to break the ice yes what i've those- had that problem people look at me and say you're not a comedian they no, because I have a face of I look as I've come to fetch someone, which <laughs> invariably, seriously, which invariably I have. Um, it just depends who um, who I'm collecting that day and what uh. what work I'm doing. 
Um, yeah, there's a face for comedy. There's I don't know. It's just funny bones. People mm. have funny bones. I was looking at some of the the newcomers the other day at the Soweto Theatre as part of the Savannah uh, New Faces. Mm-hmm. There was some youngsters who came on stage and they were just automatically funny before they'd said or done anything. Mm. They walked on stage and I thought, ah, you're funny because they have funny bones. Yes, which is if you've got funny bones, you could read the te- you could read the telephone directory mm. and, and be funny. Mm. And um, let's talk about rejection, because I think that's... <laughs> Please don't talk about rejection. <laughs> someone says to you, I'm sure there was a time when it was a dagger in the heart. When someone said to you, you are not funny. Who the heck told you you're funny? Go sit, go get a day job. Yes, that was my first agent um, who I fired immediately. No, um, yes, you get rejection all the time. I think everyone gets rejection in anything you do, mm-hmm. really. Even if it's you're a housewife trying, trying to... Um, mm. Uh, make a loaf of bread or cook um, this all. Oh, what's wrong with this? Mm, mm, How, why mm. did you make this like that? Um, I think re- rejection is part of the game. If you get rejected, rejection makes me stronger because I think, mm. well, why did they hate that and why didn't that work? And I'll keep doing it until it will work. I think mm. as I've told it the wrong way around. And people didn't like that because they didn't know it was the telephone directory that mm. I had. They thought it was a Bible. Mm. Then they thought I was doing Angus Buchan. But it wasn't. <laughs> no! It was me. No! The telephone You didn't go there. Directory. No! Yes. Not you, Angus. You, do you know Angus? Yes, I know him. Oh. Unfortunately. Hey? <laughs> no, you don't. No, you just come face to face. Come face to face with your creator. You must. Go on that horse. Go, go on that horse. Don't be scared, Wasanga. Just get out there. Just again. Ride to church. Ride. Just get on the horse. I don't have a horse. But anyway, Debbie in Randburg would like to talk. She's got a question for you, Mark. Debbie, yes. good, good, good evening and thank you for joining us. How are you? Hi. <laughs> Hello, Debbie. I'm here. Hello? Hello. Is that Debbie from Skogvig? Don't go away. Debbie. Don't go away. Don't go? It's away. 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 Don't go away. Okay. Don't go away. I've been watching you since you started in uh, Cape Town in, uh, what is it, the Holy Theatre of ours? The Baxter. The Baxter. The Baxter. Hundred years ago. Yep. From when you first started. Yes. I followed you to Joburg. I didn't want to come to Joburg, but I did, and so I followed you. And I just thought you were the greatest, and my dad did. Oh. He's 92 today, and he dragged me, and we went, and we sat theater, and we had an absolute ball. Oh, thank you, Debbie. You're coming, you're coming, you're Comic is me. Thank you. Thank you very okay. much. Thank it's you. Thanks, Debbie. Bye. Okay. Love Thanks. to Dad. <laughs> that's all. That's Debbie and Randbrook. So, what kind of legacy? You see, you thirty like years ago, the father was sixty-two, Ooh. and Debbie was probably twenty-two. Hmm. Good match. So, this is what happens when you when you've been going for quite quite a while. Because um, I was. I, I did a venue a few years ago at the, the, at the Cape Town Convention Centre. And sometimes when, when you arrive, I, I always like to drive through the audience who are arriving mm. to a theatre so I can see them outside the theatre and I see what I'm up against. Mm. And I saw all these very, very, very old people. I thought, mm. oh, 
is that my audience? Oh, my goodness. And I said to the stage manager, I said, oh, my goodness, I saw my audience outside. And I said, they're really getting getting quite sort of mature. Mm. And she said, no, that's Cliff Richard's audience. He's on in the other venue <laughs> at the back of the Must convention. Must have been a massive relief to you. <laughs> massive relief. <laughs> I was very, very relieved. Yeah, no, uh, if, you just, if you just join us, we're go ta going into the tail end of South African comedy legend and political satire. He's got accolades for days, including the Savannah Comics Choice uh, Lifetime Award. Can you just tell us more about that? What does that recognition mean for you? Does it mean, did you need it? I thought I would get it older. I thought I'd get it when, I was, when I'd be like 82 and sort of be wheeled in. And, and so... <laughs> Thank you very much. But um, it's the, the comics, the, the South African Comics Choice, the, the comics just decide who the winners are in the various categories and the, and the comics get, get to vote. And I honestly didn't expect it. I didn't even know I was up for it. I, mm. I didn't know I was, I, I was getting it. So now I don't really have anything to look forward to. Um, I know. So maybe I can win it again. I don't know. I don't know if you can win a lifetime achievement award twice. Don't imagine. No, I think it's it's about your legacy, which I think lives within my memory. As I mentioned, you have watched you on SABC three. I've watched oh you so goodness. many different aspects, and um, yeah, we we really do appreciate the kind of work. The testimonials here from Sally Walland in Vodacom talking about your so brilliant performance and a super cast member to have on set. What exactly do you do on Ice? Is it? No, I don't do it. And there's no ice rink. Oh, no, there's no ice rink. I'm not skating. I guess that's it's just. <laughs> no, it's just. Uh, there might be a bucket of ice. There might be a bucket of ice for the. I, I was going to do a one man ice show. It's a very. It's a small venue. It's, mm. a, it's a very, very good venue for comedy. The upstairs studio theater at Monte Cassino. What's been your worst experience on stage? Because there's that idea. I think for us, it's called dead air. Dead Go, air. What's been your? I, I hate telling jokes, and I hate. In the old days, people used to tell jokes. You know, an Englishman, Irishman, a Scotsman going to a bar, or um, mm -hmm. there's two rabbis and a, a, and a, a dog, priest. a priest, and an AWB tow truck driver going to a bar, and uh, and then you, and then the barman says, "Oh, because jokes. Yeah. Most jokes are quite boring, yeah. and I I hated telling jokes because they were." They were normally racist, mm, sexist, mm, mm, mm. Uh, homophobic, or how did you move away from that? Because those were cornerstones of, uh, of, of. Well, of I went in. My very first thing I ever did was an impersonation of a, of a girl who ran in South Africa. She's one of South Africa's sort of Olympic runners. Mm. Um, Zola Bad. Yes, yes, I love Zola Bad. What did Zola you say Bad. about Zola Bad? No, I, st I did a Zola Bad impersonation. I, I had a little vest on and a pair of very, very tight shorts, tighter mm. than what Bruce Fordyce had ever worn. Love Bruce Fordyce. Um, and I ran with bare feet. I had shoes around my neck and little round glasses. And I ran on stage as Zola Bad and sang, <coughs> um, I've just run in from, from England to Sarai to everybody here and I'm so sorry that I tripped up Mary Decker and all of that and I, um, you went all in I went all in because I don't I don't understand telling jokes I do I used to do and, and probably will do in, in this show mm. um, impersonations and people on phones having conversations about mm. I don't know organising um, d d d uh, crime mm. crime mm. travel mm. Um, crime holiday crime packages mm -hmm. or 
uh, uh, <coughs> packages. <laughs> I don't know, sort of e- extreme holidays, holidays from hell. Or what do you hope for when you leave the stage? Um, what your audience? That I've made everybody laugh and just taken their mind off of the horror of day-to-day life anywhere in the world. Because if you if you don't see the funny side, mm. um, then it's going to start taking you down. If you can see the funny side, you're halfway there. Mm-hmm. I think because when you laugh, your body goes into a different uh, form mm. of of metabolism. It produces things it wouldn't normally produce. Endocryoketamine means endodol, endorphins, and I don't know all of that. Yes, there's a book somewhere. I'm sure Vlismus can tell you. He's he's very clever. He went to to Technicon. Yeah, I I actually also interviewed him, and I absolutely botched that interview because I was really still green behind and wet behind the ears. It was horrible. Really, where was this? Tripping over my words. It was three years ago. Oh my god, <laughs> it was quite bad. Where were you interviewing him at a that studio on, on a radio station? This station specifically. <laughs> oh, I thought for a job. I thought maybe no, you, no, no, you no. were in human resources, <laughs> and he'd he'd come for a, for a job at a call center. I hope he's not listening or any of his. No, he doesn't listen. He doesn't. He's in his own world. Even if the radio was on in his house, he wouldn't hear it. Ladies and gentlemen, we've been in conversation. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking to Mark Banks, one of the most recognized and respected South African comedians. Of course, he won the Lifetime Achievement Award for the Savannah Comics, chosen by other comics. When is this being broadcast? When is this going out? It's me- it's immediate, I think. Is it? The oh, is this going out yeah. now? Yeah. Oh, I thought this was for, for next week. Is <laughs> no. this, is, has it gone out? It's live. We've got a listener who'd like to talk to you now. Oh, my goodness. I haven't even told my... Oh, my goodness. <laughs> is it? Yeah, Lynn would like to talk to oh, you. Oh, I thought we were doing it now for Tuesday morning. No, we're oh, live. Oh, my goodness. Lynn and Good good evening. Hi, Mark. Hello, Lynn. Hi. Um, I wonder if you've ever heard of a guy called Steady Eddie. Steady Eddie, yes. 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 I've heard of him. He was fantastic. I've never laughed so much because he himself was physically disabled. Yes. And he took the mickey out of people that were like that. Yes. But I think because of him being retired, well, not retired, but the way his knees were bent and the way he spoke made it even funnier. Yes. He just, you know, made you see the funny side of, sort of something not so funny. Sort of. Yes. Very, very funny <laughs> yeah. man. Very funny and yes. very dangerous, what he used to say, but, but he could say it because he was disabled, so he had yes, the right yeah. to say it. If somebody's not disabled and they're doing disabled jokes, there's always a little bit of a... Yeah, then it would be different, yeah. An unease. Thank you, Lynn. Okay. All right, Thanks. Thank Have a good you. evening. Yeah, thank you. Thank Bye. you. Best, uh, all the best, Lynn. So, yeah, it reminds me of uh, another comedian, Bobby Henline. He's a former U.S. soldier. Um, I think about 80% of his body is burnt completely. Oh, my goodness. He has an incredible spirit. His face is also uh, unrecognizable to an extent. And he makes fun of himself. And he goes as far as calling himself melted plastic. And oh, my goodness. And the courage for him to be able to do that every day is just in- incredible yep. with regards to that. And, and it just makes you kind of think of... And I've noticed a lot of comedians letting people in on their insecurities. Yes. Certain comedians are talking about their depression, anxiety, the death oh, of their parents. Yes. I don't know, even their weight. There's yes. a lady who goes in and talks about the fact that she's fat and she's... There's, you can't... I think what she said was that... There's, you do, there's there's no mutual exclusivity to being fat and funny and being a comedian. She can be fat and beautiful. Sorry, that's what she said. Yes. Don't feel sorry for me because I'm fat or don't feel sorry for me because half my body is burnt. What, what's the lesson there? Because it's it's profoundly an act, but to be able to tap into an insecurity and use it as um, comedy fodder, 
how how what do well, you think about it? Well, it's tapping into fear, isn't it? Mm. The audience are laughing at through the fear, and they're laughing because it hasn't happened to them. The 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 root base of comedy is somebody slipping on a banana skin. Somebody slips on a banana skin and falls. People scream with laughter because it hasn't happened to them, um, and they've laughed before they've mm. realised that, that they they've laughed. And when people all together laugh, people from all ages right across the board all laugh at the man slipping on the banana skin mm. or the man who has half a head or mm. whatever we're laughing at because laughter is, is horrifying mm. sometimes. Why, the reason why we laugh is just too terrifying to for, sit for in words. silence. To, to, uh, why we've laughed at that. People often say, oh, I shouldn't have laughed, but, uh, you know, uh, oh, I had to laugh. Um and it's a great unifier as well when you see an audience of all ages, all colours, from right across the board, east and west, all laughing at the same thing. It is a unifying force. We should actually start the laughter party. Mm, this this, uh, this, this uh, series as well that talks about the most dangerous places to do comedy. And it goes into war-stricken countries where people have uh, been child soldiers and now are comedians to the extent where you you have, I think, the one of the most dangerous places is Saudi Arabia, where they go uh, as far as making fun of... It was such an incredible lesson because what they do is uh, set up um, terror. They use terror as a tool against uh, the people. And they say, we're not going to, to, to be terrified. We are going to laugh. And some of those comedians make fun of politicians who are dictators. And the people are freed in that moment, but it's so dangerous. And you find that in those abject situations, there's still people who are inspired to make people laugh. Do you think that's something that will stay with us as a country? I think so. I, th- I didn't know about comedy in Saudi Arabia, but I also know that one of the worst places to do comedy is is underwater. Um, I, I worked for De Beers for, um, for a while, telling jokes underwater um, to diamond divers um, to make them laugh underwater just to see if they had any diamonds concealed um, in any way. If you... If you if you make people laugh underwater, it's always very hazardous. And if they do have anything that they've hidden away, if they laugh, they do bring it up. They do regurgitate um, I'm not sure if you're joking or if this is actually something that happened. Away. John Vlismus <laughs> used to tell um, <laughs> jokes underwater, which is why his diving school closed down, because it was it became hazardous diving due to the laughter. The worst thing you can do underwater is laugh. Have you ever done that with Sanger? No. Laughed <laughs> underwater. My sister's tickled me until I peed myself once. Is that, does that no. count? Underwater? No. Oh, no. But to <laughs> laugh underwater. But, it's, it's but there were liquids involved. Ter- terrifying. <laughs> That's why I couldn't die. I was expelled from the diving school because, and I didn't even do anything. I was just looking out of the mask mm. um, and, they, and people would start laughing. And when you get to about six fathoms, if you start laughing, it's, it's, it's very, very, it's deadly. You can kill people by making them laugh underwater. Ladies and gentlemen. Or fire eating or juggling swords if they suddenly laugh. Um, Or man landing on the moon. There was no (laughs) laughter there. If If he'd come out laughing, he wouldn't have got down the stairs. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you've enjoyed it as much as I have. Um, We're talking to Mr. Mark Banks about his new one-man show, Mark Banks on Ice. And it's celebrating 60 years of madness from the 5th of June uh, until the 30th of June at the Peter Turin Theatre in Monte Cassino. You can book your tickets online. Where can they stalk you? you, Are you active on social media, these digital platforms? I say I am, but I'm I'm, I'm not really. I am, yes. I'm on... on. (laughs) 
I'm on social media, Mark Banks. Mark Banks on ice at the Peter Turin Upstairs Studio Theatre mm-hmm. um, at Monte Casino from Wednesday. From Wednesday, So yes. that'll be tomorrow. If we go, this, oh. this is broadcast on Tuesday. Yes. Opening tomorrow. Mm, opening tomorrow. Oh, no, but, but I didn't know it was going up Friday night. Is still, this really going up live now? It's live. It's good, live right now. Do you still get nervous before you go on stage? All the time. Terrified. Do you think oh, 25 it doesn't go away? No, it doesn't go away. It gets worse. It actually gets worse. And I, I've been listening to people doing shows recently saying how more terrified they are the, the older they get. Um, they say the comedian's arsehole is 100 years older than the comedian him, himself. I think we'll wrap it up there, Mark Benson. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you. I also you so do much. weddings, uh, funerals, bar mitzvahs. <laughs> Um, and children's birthday parties. Mark Benson, you can catch his one-man show on ice, as, as I mentioned, at the Peter Turin Theatre, Monte Casino, 5th of June until the 30th of June. Get your tickets online on Computicket. Thank you, Mark. All the best. Thank you very much. Cheers. Thank you. That's it.